Good evening, everyone. This is uh, the Clown Hour podcast, video style once again. I'm your host, Scott Burks. Yay. This is my main man right here, Dwayne Nash. You, you can catch him on Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live, as well as the Yard slash HBCU Sports and Raps about all things HBCU Sports. And also catch his work on Herosports.com, where he talks about all things FCS athletics, especially as it pertains to HBCU. We'll get right to it, brother. So, right quick, before we delve into some NBA action, um, any Thanksgiving uh, plans? Um, are you on COVID watch as well? Up in America? Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it COVID watch, but, you know, um, bulk of my family is here, but I just won't be spending it with the family that's here. Okay. Um, but I also have family that would normally come in town from out of town, and they, of course, they're not coming anywhere. Mm-hmm. And my son is in Alaska, so... Wow, Alaska. Yes, he's in Alaska. He's okay. um, serving our country and in the United States Armed Forces. Uh, okay. He's in the Army. Okay. And um, he's stationed out in Fairbanks. So, um, yeah, it's been real rugged um, not being able to see him as much as I would like. Sure. Especially after um, – I haven't seen him since January, mm. right before he left to, uh, to go to boot camp. But, um, yeah, he's been out in, uh, in Fairbanks for the past couple of months. Uh, he's looking to come out east come uh, December, but I'm still a little leery about traveling down to South Carolina to go visit. So I'm I'm waiting to see how everything kind of plays itself out. I would love to just rush down there, but you know they wilding down there in South Carolina in terms of this COVID stuff, man. So you know I'm 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 a so, little trepidatious. In South Carolina, Florida, apparently North Carolina as well. Which yeah. Speaking of which. Um, this is going to be weird because this is my first Thanksgiving with, uh, uh, without my father. Um, mm. you know, he, if those who don't know, he passed uh, away peacefully from complications of, of prostate cancer in uh, January, this, July of this year, mm. uh, middle of July. It was like right, was it before? No, it, it was a month after his birthday. His birthday's in June. So uh, it's going to be very different. It's been a very different season period, but... Uh, you know, we're worried about my mother because, you know, she's obviously a senior citizen and, of course, of course. that's pretty much the most vulnerable population mm-hmm. in terms of COVID. Senior citizen and she's been uh, a minority um, yeah. on top of that, so that's a double whammy. So it's, it's, it's she, she stressed a little bit of trep- uh, trepidation yesterday, so I, I don't, I'm pretty worried, so if, if I do go, it'll be everywhere else will be masked up, but you know, it's it, it probably going to come down to a last-second decision tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to drive down Wednesday now, so so we'll see. Um, so, anyway, speaking of Thanksgiving, normally this is a Wednesday night podcast, but this since we – Thanksgiving's in two days, uh, <laughs> or Thanksgiving Eve, I decided to push it to tonight. So, that's why I'm doing it earlier than usual. Um, NBA, yes. So, NBA uh, free agency. 2020 is fantastic, particularly if you're like the ones of guys like Fred Van Vliet yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and Gordon Hayward <laughs> and Montreal Sorrell, all those guys. So let's, let's get them right quick. So basically, Fred Van Vliet agreed to a four-year, $85 million contract with the Toronto Raptors to go back to Toronto, to stay with Toronto. Mm-hmm. When everyone and their mama, including yours truly, thought that he was as good as gone. Um, but I'm glad that he chose winning over everything. It helped that he got paid and he earned every bit of the $85 million. 
um, particularly with his his performance in last year's playoffs and the year before that, when he helped lead Toronto, he played a big factor in getting that 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 uh, that NBA championship. Yes, sir. Um, so props to my man for for him lead. He got paid, but he's kept it. He he had good system at the table of Toronto. So <laughs> go to my New York Knicks and all the, and he ain't had a dumpster fire for that matter. Uh, Jason Tatum <laughs> agreed to a five year, hundred sixty three million dollar extension. My man, yeah. congratulations to him. Well deserved. Well, well deserved. <laughs> Give it up. Give yes, it up. exactly. Yes. So next is next. What what should be on Boston's to do list is taking care of Jalen Brown. Yeah, uh, those two guys by far and away the best two players on the on the Celtics. Both very mm-hmm. selfish players. Um, you know, and again, like in the case of uh, Jalen Brown, very he's a he's he like like a, a big time leader. He and 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 the Marcus Smart, as I like to say. Um, speaking of Boston, and I mentioned his name earlier, Golden Hayward opted out of his last year of his of his, of, of his contract. Was supposed to get paid thirty four million dollars. Mm-hmm. He ended up taking the money with the Charlotte freaking Hornets. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. So basically, okay, you went from a winning situation to one of dormants of the NBA who who seemingly is no higher than the AFC. Agreed. In the Eastern Conference. Okay, so look, I understand Charlotte got the. Um, and, and, and I guess I hit both both angles later, but Charlotte, okay, so like the Charlotte's feel themselves like 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 a drafter actually having uh, Lamella Ball fall in, in in their laps, and um, with like with, with the third pick, and you know they have good talent in the backcourt already, um, you know with um, the guy from uh, um, Devontae Graham, and the other cat who came over from Boston, like I think it was it two years ago. In the free agency deal, I forget his name, but anyway, the point As is, yeah, exactly, he went there to die. Uh, but the, the point <laughs> is, the strength of Charlotte's backcourt, the strength of, Charlotte, of Charlotte's team is their backcourt. Yes, it is. Like a front court, even though he could play in the backcourt and 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 Lamelo and Richard Gordon Hayward. But let's go to what this means for one Gordon Hayward. Okay, why? If if you if you are both if you looking at both sides of this, the the question that comes to my mind is, why? A why does Charlotte pay a guy who is not even the third best player on his own team, thirty million dollars per year? Hundred gave him one hundred twenty million dollars. You can't trade that. One hundred twenty mil over four years. Look, I'm not mad at him for getting the money. God bless for getting the money, but he's a is a star that's being paid like a superstar. He is. So, so why does Charlotte? So, so, so why does Charlotte do that? And if you're Hayward, again, I guess they had a hundred million million reason to do so. But why would you go from a, a contender to take the money from a, again a team whose ceiling is no higher than the AFC? Um, you know what? I'm still trying to understand this entire situation myself, right? Yeah. So let's follow Gordon Hayward's path. He's drafted by Utah. Right. Utah was a team that. It almost like what they are now, almost like what they've been for like the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. They, they've been this organization. They compete. They're good enough to be somewhere between a fourth and a sixth seed. Right. They can't necessarily get over that hump to make it to the NBA finals, 
but they always seem to be competitive and it always seems to be about a, a, a piece or two away from making that move to the NBA Finals. But of course, mm. unfortunately, they're in Utah. And people aren't going <laughs> in Utah, right? Who's <laughs> no one's going in Utah right. as a choice? Right. No. So the best way to, to, to do it for Utah, of course, is either the draft or the trade for players. And like I said before, no one's willingly going to Utah. Mm-hmm. He got tired of being in Utah, decided he wanted to go and be with his college coach at, at, at Boston. And I was thinking that he had the rapport with your boy out there in Boston, that he would probably go out there to be a centerpiece. But it just happens to be the young boy that they drafted him, Brown, and and uh, uh, and, and and God, we just said his name that quick, and I forgot it that quick. But in, in Brown and Tatum, yeah. actually Terry Rozier is the other point. Terry Rozier, yeah, playing. that's the cat. Yeah, that's the cat. Yeah, yeah. but okay. Rozier became disposable, <clears throat> ended up in Charlotte. Right. So you, I'm thinking, okay. And, and then of course they bring in Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't pan out. No, he didn't. He ends up leaving. <laughs> and I'm sure thinking. Didn't. Wow, okay, Gordon Hayward's going to have an opportunity to really show what he can do Yes. within Snyder's offense with this talented young core. He gets hurt. It doesn't work out again, and then it kind of shows that he doesn't necessarily need to be there in order for them to be successful. Right. My guess is that he wants to go someplace else and prove that he has worth and also, excuse me, cash in whenever he can, which is now. Mm-hmm. Which I don't doubt him. For, I don't. I don't. I'm not mad at him, him for that. I'm no. not mad at him for that. Get your money because this is right. the basketball business. Right. I understand it's all about winning titles as well, but get paid, young blood. Get paid. So mm-hmm. I'm not beefing with him with that. But to your point, Charlotte is not that their ceiling is a seventh seed at at, very, at the best at the at very best, very, right now. and I'm stretching that right now. Yeah, sure. Especially with the six, seventeen, the six teams that I named last week, and then Detroit has made some moves to make a couple of additions, and 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 then also of course we tend to always forget about the Indiana Pacers, who have quality players, but they just can't seem to stay healthy. So yeah, their ceiling is a seventh seed. I don't see them getting higher in the seventh. He's going to play for Mike. He's up there with uh, with um, Lamelo Ball and, and and Terry Rozier and Graham. So they have a lot of youth there at the guard spot. They're going to be pretty nice in terms of rotating that position. I'm just concerned about their bigs and and, and once again whether or not or how well they're going to be able to compete in a very strong East. Yeah. Um, and the East will be a lot stronger this, this coming season with the with Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant coming back to Brooklyn, yeah, healthy, yeah, and who knows what the hell they're going to do with James Harden when it comes to them or Philly for that matter, yeah. Um, of course, yeah, Philly with um with, with Doc Rivers, yo, yo, and and with with the with Mister Analytics himself, Daryl Morey, getting yeah. back in it as well, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really like that team. I really like, speaking of Philly, I can't help but give props to them for acquiring um, Seth Curry. They needed shooting. That's what yes. they needed. Yes. Shooting. And, and, that's, and that works extremely well with yes. uh, uh, with Simmons, who likes to drive and, of course, doesn't like to shoot from the outside. No. And then, of course, you have Joel <laughs> and B, who plays extremely well in the middle. So you have Seth. He's an accurate shooter. He's just not a prolific shooter. Sure. And I'm wondering 
if not having to be there with being on an organization with a bunch of other shooters is going to free him up to do just that. So I'm intrigued by that move. Well, I would say this, man. The fact that Philly, and this is all Daryl Morey, Mm-hmm. was able to get rid of Al Horford's contract yeah. is astonishing in and of itself. <laughs> so props to him for doing that alone. Because, look, Horford's a good guy. He just did yeah. not fit in that team at all. He did not fit. No. And so, I mean, the lane was clogged. They were both trying to be three-point shooters, he and Embiid, because the afford Mitchell Simmons refused to shoot outside of 10 feet. So I, I think having Steph Curry there would help big time and it will help. It, it kind of helps that he's the head coach's uh, son-in-law, which is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so you have that there. But I still like the moves for Philly. I, I think, to your point, that the, the the Eastern Conference has gotten a lot stronger. And you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it comes down to. I know Skip Bayless said this earlier. They come down to between to between the Nets and the Sixers as far as talent on paper. Oh wow, uh, really? But but you you can't you don't win championships on paper. We both know. Everyone knows that. No, you don't. I mean, no, I still, I still like, um, I, I still like Boston and Toronto. Yeah. In, in the East, to be honest with you, I still like those two squads. They're both well coached, and they're, they're, and they're both more of a team than anything. And in Miami too. Speaking of which, who were able to resign um, uh, Myers Leonard? Yeah. Uh, that young man who point, who pinned that piece in the, uh, who's not only a, a big time, he was a big contributor, but pinned that piece and. Both the undefeated and the players' tribute. We talked yeah. about social justice, mm-hmm. and the Slavic dude who was that shooting guard, what point guard? God, I hate that. I forget his Drogic. name. Drogic. Drogic. Yeah, Gordon Drogic. You know. Mm-hmm. So basically, I think the Heat's going to be there again. Now, two things I'm wondering. Well, one, well, one major thing. For one, Rajon Rondo. <laughs> Why did he? Okay, look. This is a, this is a, he's a he's in the situation where look. I'm old. I already got two chips. I'm looking to get paid. The end. Yeah. He was 35. I think he's 35 years old. Maybe. Well, maybe maybe a little bit younger than that. And this is he's in the twilight of his career. He's still playoff Rondo. Mm-hmm. But do want to get paid, and that's yeah. fine. Just don't say you, you're all about winning when you're trying to get paid. But two years, $15 million contract with the Atlanta Hawks. That's all well and good. Um, there are a few others. Mason Plumlee, three-year, $25 million to go to the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Also, how about Montrez Harrell? Taking the money to go to the Lakers. Doesn't have to change his address. No, it doesn't have to change his address. But wow, goes yeah. from the Clippers to the Lakers. What are your thoughts on that, man? I thought that was a, a huge um, pickup from the Lakers to, to steal from the Clippers like that in-house, right. um, if you will. Um, <clears throat> guy who was the, the, the sixth man of the year, mm-hmm. you, you go ahead and you take that talent and that, uh, uh, that, that uh, a player in Harrell who's capable of playing both offense and defense extremely well. Right. Um, and you add him into that mix as a guy that that'll be very scrappy coming off the bench for the uh, for the Lakers, makes the Lakers that much more impressive. The thing is, though, of course, with the moves that the Lakers have made, with the addition of Schroeder, with the addition of Harrell, I like that move. I like the move a lot. I like Harrell as uh, 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 Schroeder as well, right? Yeah, I like that move um, a lot. 
I just found that, well, the one thing that they still have to do is bring back Anthony Davis. That'll be the thing for right. whether or not that solidifies them as the number one team in the NBA or right. not, right? right? Right. They'll still be competitors in the West. Mm-hmm. They just won't be the top dog uh, in the NBA coming this December if they don't have AD. I and mean, I guess we'll find that answer out in the next couple of days because I think he said after Thanksgiving. Yeah, you, you would think the AD is going to resign with LA, though. I'm thinking too. Right? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm really yeah. thinking too. I don't, cause yeah. I don't know of any other team. Big, well, God, who has the money that's a contender right now that can throw the dough at him? Yeah. Because I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I'm, who's a contender? Yes. Um, because, of course, like wherever this. he goes, <laughs> he makes that team better, right? We yeah. understand that. Yeah. And he's, of course, flirted around with the, the, the option or the concept of going back home to play in Chicago. Right. I just don't see him going back to him Chicago right now. Uh-uh. And, 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 I mean, like I said before, he makes any team he goes to better. He just has the luxury of just being in L.A. and playing in LA, L.A. and just having an opportunity of going to another championship. And for those who, who are just lazy and wanted to put an asterisk on this season, mm-hmm. This will be a way for him to prove that, hey, I could do it back-to-back right. in a full season and, and, and have no asterisks on the season at all. Whatsoever. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I just think that if you win the chip and you're still – if you're in your prime, yeah, you'd be stuck on stupid to go somewhere else. I mean, that's just me. Um, I mean, I know Kawhi, he made the move from Toronto to the Clippers, but – People thought the Clippers were like a contender, like with with the addition of him and Paul George. Yeah, playoff P, whatever. They still um, are. They still are. They still are. I just don't like the chemistry. And that's um, why, <laughs> uh, you know. It, but you know, they've made some interesting moves as well. Yeah. Um. The thing is, though, and and this is my ear on the street. I just kept hearing how Kawhi just kept wanting to go back home. Right. And that's exactly what he did. He just didn't go to the organization that I thought he was going to. Go. No, no one thought that. No one thought no he was going to go to the Clippers. Yeah, and, and that took just, us all by surprise. Yeah, it did. And this is very interesting that you brought up uh, Rondo's move. My sister, who's a huge Lakers fan, I know. Um, <laughs> this, she sent me a, the text with the uh, announcement that he was going to Atlanta, and was like, "This doesn't make any sense whatsoever." And I agree. I mean, outside yeah. of the fact of of money mm-hmm. and Magic City wing. <clears throat> There you go. Going to see the strippers at at Blue Flame. (laughs) I don't know. I don't get it. But, you know, he's just going to become this veteran mercenary that bounces around the league until he's done playing basketball Mm -hmm. and getting paid very well to do so. Once again, not mad at him because he's going to go to the ATL, sit on the bench, and back up Trey Young and and mentor him. You know, they got um, Gallinari. Um, Gallinari, where did Gallinari play last? Was that? In, in, in Milwaukee? I think that was Milwaukee, if memory serves me correctly. The small man. four. Yeah, I don't think he was in Milwaukee, bro. Um, I, I want to say he was – was he with Dallas? He was, he was somewhere. He was somewhere in the, in the West, I thought. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah, the Rondo situation. And then to kind of um, go back to the um, – who is that? The, uh, the the Charlotte Hornets real quick. Mm-hmm. I, I completely forgot that Danny Green was shipped out to Charlotte. Yeah. So so he's out there now. And 
He had a world I, tour. <laughs> he he is. shit all around. He Been is. around the world and I, I, I. My guess is that everyone's hoping to get that old San Antonio Danny Green that mm -hmm. we're just not getting yet, right? Right, right. That, um, Toronto got a little bit of it, and they got it right in time for the playoffs. Right. LA got a little bit of it. Just but, a little bit of it. Yeah, but he wasn't there in the finals because, of course, you just kept, I don't know about you, but I just kept seeing messages about Danny Green and how horrible he was during the Lakers' run this past uh, summer. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what, what he does. But, yeah, if you're, if you're talking to me about contenders in the West, you're talking really Lakers, Clippers, and then, of course, Utah and Denver, Dallas are right there in that second tier buttoning. You know, if, if an injury or the ball bounces their way, mm -hmm. I think they'll be strong enough in order to compete. Houston, I'm still questioning whether or not, you know, they are who they are or, or who we think they might be, especially right. if they're still capable of keeping Harden and Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. It has to be both. It has to be both. For in order for them to be competitive within the West, right? Right. right. And Portland's making some interesting moves. They've re-signed um, Melo. And yes, they, good they for Melo. And they brought back Enos Cantor as well. Yes. So you, they're starting to solidify themselves in the middle with Cantor and, and, and the Joker. It, that's not the Joker, is it? No, the Joker's over in, in Denver. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Jokic. Jokic, Jokic, yeah. Jokic. Yeah, so you have Jokic, <clears throat> Cantor in the middle, and then you got the, 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 that veteran leadership and, and Melo, and then you have – Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar and McCullough, who yeah. both been in the league for about seven, eight years now, so they're no longer young. Right. But they're still young enough, young enough, um, energetic enough, mm -hmm. and, and and good enough to 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 be leaders in their their own right as well. Mm -hmm. So Portland is another one of those teams that you have to look at, and the Pelicans is one of those teams too. They have a lot of youthful talent, and on paper they look good. Mm -hmm. It's just what. New Orleans team is going to show up. Yeah. So, and then of course they still have to compete with the teams that are ahead. How about Phoenix? We haven't mentioned Phoenix yet. We Chris Paul going to Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. So give me your thoughts on that right quick. Chris Paul of Phoenix, I think he's going to do wonders. I think it's going to really help Devin Booker because he'll be playing off the ball. He won't have to be a point guard masquerading as a two guard. Uh, his Chris Paul's IQ, basketball IQ is unquestioned. We all know how his IQ is. The only thing is, he expects a lot. Yeah. He'll get on you a lot. Now, if Devin Booker's ready for the next step, I think he would accept that. Yeah. As long as Chris Paul, as long as he doesn't come in thinking that he's, that, that's his team, I think he made that mistake in Houston with uh, Harden, even though they tried to make it work. Harden yeah. wanted to make it work with him. He just got his last damn nerve. <laughs> so if, 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 if Booker, being a young guy, being a young G coming up, Listen to an OG and Chris Paul, who still has some game left. I think that'll help him. I think that will help Deontay Aiden. Deontay Aiden, yeah. Aiden, I think it'll help him a lot. I think he's mm -hmm. gonna get some blows from him. And they're well coached by uh, Monty uh, Williams. Yeah. So the way Phoenix played in the bubble, they went undefeated. And in, in, in as far as the pool play in the bubble, they just didn't qualify right the last second for the playing game. But I think Phoenix is on the come up as well. Yeah. I keep an eye on them because that Chris Paul trade, that to me puts them in the, the ceiling to me, depending on how, how what goes on in Houston. 
The ceiling is the five or the six hole to me. Exactly. That's the I, ceiling. I agree. That's the ceiling right now. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad ceiling they have, given that they had done shit the last ten years. <laughs> so, um, yo, know, yeah, I think that's that's going to be really good for Phoenix, especially if Booker takes to Chris Paul's teaching yes. leadership. And that's the thing. Like you said, this team is extremely young with mm-hmm. Aiton, with Bridges, with Booker. Yes. Um, that they have a lot of youth, a lot of youth in Utah. Um, even though uh, I'm, I'm Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Yes, right, Phoenix. I didn't like them losing Kelly Oubre. Matter of fact, where did Kelly Oubre go again? He got oh god. He went to Golden State. Golden State. Golden State. Golden State. My God, I keep forgetting about Golden State. State. Yes, and 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 that's the as as much as I was anticipating this this upcoming fall Mm -hmm. winter slash winter, um, because of course the season starts in December now instead of October like we're used to, Mm -hmm. but I was anticipating. Golden State coming back, especially because of Curry and, and, and Thompson. But, of course, unfortunately, Thompson suffers that, that horrible injury during draft night where he tears his other ACL. And he's going to be out for another year. But you still have Seth Curry. You have, like I said, Kelly Oubre. Right. Of course, you have that new draft pick that they have out there uh, with him and, um, and Wiseman. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have Wiggins as well. Still a great pick, Wiseman. Still love that pick. It is, and then of <clears> course <throat> you you got uh, Green coming back too. So I'm I'm intrigued to see what Golden State's place now becomes in the West with this lineup. I knew the lineup was going to be different. Be- well, it's not necessarily different. It's going to be relatively similar with Thompson, but with no Thompson again. Yeah, it's going to be interesting up. to see who who picks up that um that production. Yeah. You won't be able to re- replace that, that that type of shooting. The thing or is, that defense, either. Pick up that pl- or that defense, yes. You could defend four spots on the floor easily. That was exactly. so fucked up what happened to him. I hated that for him. I, I hated it for him as well. Yeah. I really did. So, yeah, Golden State is another one of those teams that, that goes into the West. West is going to be a mess. Yeah, man. So, yeah. I, well, hell, the NBA is going to be a mess. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, because you got the strong – I mean, we, before I get to that, like, Golden State, what do you, what do you, what's this – to me, if they had a healthy Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. their ceiling would be in a four or a five spot, I, or maybe even higher than that. I'm thinking if they had a healthy Clay, their ceiling is probably uh, the two seed. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, I, I think they would they would overtake the um, the L.A. Clippers as the number. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Right? Yeah, they would. Easily. But with what they what they <clears> currently <throat> have that current crop, because you have All Star and um. Uh-huh. And, and, and DeAndre, you have an all-star in Seth. You have an all-star in Wiggins. Yeah. And, and they're all starting for you. Yeah. And you have a, a, a hustle guy in, in Ubre who can get you buckets. And how about Pascal, that Pascal kid from Seton Hall? I forgot about Pascal. Yeah. See, so they, they, I mean, have, yeah. they have guys on that roster. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what this team looks like together yeah. um, under uh, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Carr. But Steve Kerr, I'm sorry, I'm calling yeah. him Carr. Steve Kerr, and, and to see how they navigate throughout this Western Conference. It's going to be yeah. very, very... Dead center right now is a 5-4-5. and five. I think the center right now is just presently constructed. Uh, it's a presently constructed. I, I, truthfully, I have them somewhere between a, a, a 3 and a 5. Mm-hmm. You know, talent-wise, yeah. I think talent-wise on paper, yeah. they may be better than, than Dallas and, and Dallas. Well, oh, they're better than Dallas. Better than better Dallas, than Dallas right better now. than Utah. They're just not. They're better than Utah. Well, no. I took that back. 
Um, I, I keep forgetting how young Wiggins and all of these guys are. They're, they're better than Utah, though. Yeah. They're so, better than Denver, too. Mm, I'll go ahead and say that. I mean, they, they, yeah. had, the, the, they had the pedigree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and both the coaching and, <clears throat> and the players. So I, I give them a three in, in terms of ceiling as of right now. So it'll be very interesting to see what yeah. they actually do. And speaking of Utah, how about they were able to sign – our boy, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, who I'm a huge fan Adam of. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. $163 million over five years. Good for him. He earned it. I didn't think that he wanted to stay in Utah, but he was excited. <laughs> he jumped in the swimming pool on his Instagram. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a celebration. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how that's going to – because he and um, – it's not from his doing – but he and uh, uh, the, the French guy, um, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, yeah. Kind of butted heads a little bit. It's more or less from Gobert's end, from, reportedly, because Gobert's a hard ass. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess they signed Alvin first. If they resign Rudy Gobert, they'd still be good, but their ceiling is similar to Golden State's. It's a four or five. Yeah. Ceiling. yeah. They're, they're well coached. They're fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I was surprised that, again, he had 160 plus million reasons to do so. I mean, I was surprised that um, Donovan Mitchell wanted to stay in Salt Lake City. You and me both, him. right? Yeah. My, my thing is, once again, and I said this before, who are they going to attract to come to Utah to play us all alongside with him? Right. That's going to be the, the, the telling thing within the next couple of seasons and, and whether or not he's going to continue life being in Utah or not. Yeah. I mean, Charles Bucket once showed that the – that the black population was Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like the, the two Charles guys that play at BYU. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. The, the, the token brass. One last thing, man. Speaking of the, we've talked about the, we talked a little about the Lakers and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Mark Keith staying with the Lakers on one year contract. Good for him. Yeah. But Marcus Morris, is he worth $64 million? Did the Clippers, to stay with the Clippers? How many years? Four years. Four years. It's not big. It's not big as far as yearly amount, but sixty-four mil. I'm not, again, I'm not mad at him. Similar to to Gordon Hayward, I'm not mad at him for taking the money. Sixteen mil. Yeah. yeah. I, I would take yeah, sixteen. Yeah. Because you know what, and that was the thing that I was thinking mm-hmm. about, right? I'm like, okay, you start looking at other people's contracts, you, or you start thinking about the guys who are on the higher end. Right. They're thirty, forty, fifty. 60 mil and well, 50 mil annually, right? Mm-hmm. 16 mil ain't nothing, and, and especially for That's a funny. role player. <laughs> you said that 16 mil ain't nothing. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I take it most definitely. I'll take it quick, Yo. please. Two times, please, please, right? Right, but when you're talking about a veteran uh, of his experience, about a playoff experience, um, he's worth it, he's yeah. worth it, you know, right. capable of coming off the bench and giving you quality minutes. 16 million, I'll take it. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was beefing when um what's your boy's name? Ian Mahimi was yeah. getting about that much. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't know if this dog worth it. But now <laughs> the way the salary cap is going right now, yeah. 15, 16, it's not much in the NBA right now. Not much at all. Not much at all. And that's the thing. Um it's still, I don't know. We we chose I chose the wrong profession. Obviously, chose hey. the wrong profession. Well, you know, when, when, <laughs> when, when I was slimmer, I, I was shorter, so that there didn't you help go. much. You know, there it you just go. happened to be that for whatever reason, I grew taller and grew wider. 
but the, the height <laughs> didn't grow at the same rate as the wideness. There you go. It just doesn't help me not much, done. All the time to pray to be betrayed us both. Um, <laughs> there you go. Okay, so yeah, so I think that put a bright, big ass red bow on the NBA. Um, oh yeah, one more thing: the White Howard one year, two point six million dollar contract with the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's he's still finding a way to stay in this league. I mean, he's a seven footer, right? <laughs> he's a seven footer. What is it? He's a three time uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah. You know, this is a dude who's 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 who's, who's a budgeting uh, basketball Hall of Famer because of his resume. If you look yeah. at his early stuff, especially the stuff that he did in in, in Orlando, yep, my God, and 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 now he's an NBA champion. Even though it's not necessarily on his back, right. God knows we don't need nothing on his back the way he treats his backside. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let that be a joke oh, to handle that. Oh boy, but. <laughs> but <laughs> you're just you're stupid, man. <laughs> man, oh my, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But oh boy, he, he, like I said, he's being a seven footer and he still hustles and he, he still looks like <laughs> he was wanting to play the way that he looked in LA because the way he looked when he got to DC, you would have thought that his playing days were done. But somehow, some way, man, he just well, I, I guess you would get a little bit more energetic with the titles within your grasp, right? Mm-hmm. So right. it'll be interesting to see how he plays under Doc Rivers and out there in, in, in Philadelphia and what his role will, will – well, actually, my guess is that his role will be the one to replace um, Al Horford, but just in right. a different way. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, move to the NFL. Okay. Oh, man. Fun stuff yesterday, man. Um, yeah. I still stayed undefeated, 10-0. Violated the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But how about the Brownies? I can't call them the Brownies anymore. They're seven and three. They beat the, the Eagles from the NFC least. We'll get to that woeful division in a moment. But did you know that the Browns beat the Eagles for the first time since 1994? That's what wow. Bill Belichick once coached the Browns. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long of a break. 26 game, but- years ago. But yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it. Twenty I mean, damn six years ago, bro, I, mean, I, was, the, the, I was in college. Yeah, I was, I was. Like, <laughs> I was in Fall of '94. Yeah, I was living in the basement of Scott B. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'm I mean, old. You are old, right? You are old. I remember exactly where. If you can give me the date, I could probably tell you what I was doing on that day that they beat the uh, the Eagles. Then, but the thing is, you got to look at it like this. That was before Donovan McNabb. Yeah. That was um, before Andy Reid, if memory serves me correct as well, with the, the mm-hmm. Eagles. So, you know, the next time they played against Philly was 98. I'm guessing McNabb got there in 99. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and when Andy Reid got there, you know, of course, the Eagles went on that huge run, and they just became extremely dominant within the, the NFC East. So, yeah, I can see them just pounding the Browns for, for well over uh, – Almost three decades. Yeah, I can see that being the case. Yeah, but it's just weird. Even though I live in Cincinnati, seeing there are a lot of Browns fans that live here. Wow. They're still the fans as well. But yeah. the thing is that seeing the Browns at seven and three, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. But for some reason, I think this is legit. I think this is real. They got far better coaching. It's yeah. amazing what a head coach, a confident head coach, would do in any level, let alone the NFL. You got some guy named Freddie 
a fat dude named Freddie, like coach of the squad who never coached a day in his life as far it was never corner. No. Never into the position. Basically, long story short, those people don't know. The former GM, who's now fired, uh, GM, uh, hired Freddie Kitchens, that's his name, because they say that Baker wanted him. I think it was more because from what I've read, and sure, sure, you read the same thing, that the former GM wanted someone that he could control. Wow. Because Freddie Kitchens, again, he's never been a head, he's never, never been a been coordinator. A coach. Yeah. So it was just, it was uh, and they showed coach, right? He was a he was he was a quarterbacks coach, I think, mm -hmm. that was elevated to uh, offensive coordinator mm -hmm. during that chaotic year when he was fired. But the thing is, is that he was, you know, I mean, he he showed his inexperience showed in space. Yeah. So yeah. they brought us to Fasky mm -hmm. this year. Uh, I think he was. I think he's from the Sean McVay tree, coaching tree. And mm. it's actually, again, get a competent head coach with talent. They're seven and three. Yeah. They're thinking the wild. They're in the, they're thinking the wild card hunt. I mean, they're yes. in, if the player, if this players with the end today, they'll be in. They'll be, I think, a six seed. They will be a six seed. Yes, sir. So I mean, it's just amazing. And that, and, and they would, they're the second, they're the second place team ahead of Baltimore. Ahead of Baltimore, yeah. Which I mean. The, <laughs> I can't, I can't, as much as I despise the Ravens, I can't put my finger on it because I think they're having an identity crisis on offense. They are. I, mean, I think that Lamar wants to, Jamal Jackson wants to take the next step. I think mm -hmm. he really wants to take the next step. I think that he just, it's, I mean, maybe it's the weapons around him, like the other outside of Hollywood Brown and, and Sneed, the tight end. Um, but I, I just, I, they're who they are. They're a running team. They yeah. are they're, they're, they're Greg Roman offensively led team. That's that's the same guy who coached uh, McNabb, not, not McNabb, but Kaepernick yeah. when he was doing his thing in San Francisco. He was an mm -hmm. office coordinator at the time. So that's just who he is. And so I, I, do, I don't, you know, it's just the teams, I don't think Lamar is a scrub. He's not a scrub. No. I think the league has caught up to him. He's and he has to expand his game. I know he works hard. He's mm -hmm. not going to pull up Bob Griffith III, as you call him, um, but and be something he's not. I just think that they need to find an identity, the Ravens, because the way Tennessee came back – I mean, Tennessee was down by 11 in the second half. Yeah. On the road, they came back to force overtime and win. Um, and Tennessee is no slouch, obviously. They're, they're a damn good team mm -hmm. uh, as well. But I mean, Baltimore, they don't – in the past, they didn't throw games like that. They didn't blow games like that. So. No, and, and, and you wouldn't have expected them to. Right. With the, with the running game that they have and the defense that they have, mm -hmm. up 11, they're supposed to walk it's out. It's a wrap. It's supposed to it's be a wrap. wrap. It's a wrap. It's a but wrap. I find it very interesting. I don't know if you've heard this or not. So, of course, they, they, they lost their tight end, and they had to move over to uh, – well, actually, they traded him away. Mm -hmm. And they, they move over to, um, to Mark Adams – Mark Andrews, I'm sorry – if memory no serves me, they, they lost an offensive lineman. And according to uh, Lamar Jackson about a week or two ago, right. he said the one thing I don't ever want to hear any player, especially in the offense, say out loud and to the public. Mm -hmm. He basically said that, you know, that their, that their opponent, their, their, the opposing defenses that they face, know what plays that they're going to run. Right. So they just have a difficult time 
executing these plays. Yep. Now, I understand <laughs> that you call him Bill Belichick. You know, <laughs> my co-host on, on Sleazy Sports, of course, feel the exact same way. Yeah. My defense to, 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 to Belichick has always been, you know what? We might know what you're going to do, but dude, you're still a grown man. Right. That's paid to play football. Right. Execute the play so right. well that I can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the, 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 the Baltimore Ravens. And I just find it funny that people laughed at the Ravens for just not executing their plays, even though they feel as though that people know them, but yet we criticize Bill Belichick for knowing plays. Get out of here. Just execute the plays that you call, and then it won't be an issue. And that's the thing. You say that they, they have an issue trying to figure out what their identity is. We mm-hmm. know what their identity is. They run the ball, and the run uh, actually opens up the pass. The thing is, right. we're not getting Mark Ingram like we did from last year. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a lot of injuries. They, uh, J.K. Dobbins hasn't been playing to the level that people were uh, expecting to play. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, that also <clears throat> limits what we get from Lamar Jackson running the ball. So when you have those type of issues, this is what you get. And then the defense, the defense has been playing well enough to beat bad teams, just not good enough to slow down the better team. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. They, they were capable of, of slowing down Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago. Right. But we've seen them struggle against the Titans. We've seen them struggle against the Steelers. Yeah, they got the asses kicked by the Chiefs on Monday night. And and yeah, we've seen them get beat down by the Chiefs. (laughs) So this is a team that's good enough to make the playoffs. And this is a team that was actually a favorite coming into the season based upon what they did last year, Mm. going 13 and 3. But you come in, you have a a number one seed um, schedule, meaning that you want to end up facing. The, the best teams in each conference, right. each division. So that means the Chiefs. That means, well, it was the Patriots, but they beat. No, they lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Patriots. That's right. In they the lost to the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, Cam so, Newton and the Patriots. Yeah. Lost so, to them in a moment as well, but I'm glad you mentioned them. But yeah. Yeah. So, you know, struggling. That's a, a, struggling. 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 Yes. And that's a game that, you know, people thought they were going to go into um, Foxborough and, 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 and beat them. But and I don't know if the, if the rain was an issue for them. It shouldn't be. I mean, they play in Baltimore. The, you know, the weather isn't super nice in Baltimore. They should be right. able to play in situations like that. But that game got away from them. Um, they lost to the Chiefs. You know, they're able to beat everybody else in the division, except for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, the the, the fourth the first place team would have been Tennessee, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, it was the um, – the Texans, I guess, or or or, or no, they 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 are playing the um the AFC South as their inner right. conference. So yes. yeah, they playing everybody yep. in the South. Yep, yep. Ah, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. this team is good enough to make the playoffs. Well, well, I don't know. I, I take that. It's back. such a logjam. It's such a logjam. You got you got the Vegas Raiders. You got the aforementioned yep. Browns. Uh huh. Um, you got, you got the, the, the Colts. Titans. Titans. Uh-huh. with the Colts. Whoever. Wins that division. And then the Dolphins, who will come Dolphins, off I forgot about them. this past weekend. Yeah. They're right there, six and four, with the, with the mm-hmm. Ravens as well. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> barring a miracle, I mean, it's not necessarily a miracle, but if they can somehow right their ships, respectively, the Broncos and the Patriots, who are both four and six, are out of it. Right. 
they're just two games. Technically, they're not out they're of it. Yeah, yeah. If they can somehow make a run, I don't know if they will, but if they can somehow make a run, they could also make it more competitive for that six for that six and seven spot um, mm-hmm. in the AFC. But yeah, it's a huge log jam between uh, spots three and seven. Anything can can happen, and if the ball bounces a certain way, the current lineup that we see right now in the yeah. AFC won't be the same at the end of the season. Speaking of which, we talked about them earlier. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Bill Belichick, New England. Yeah. They're four and six. Mm-hmm. Now, when they, they beat Baltimore last week, they yeah. go to four and five, I don't go, shit, I was looking at the rest of the schedule. I mean, they, they got the Texans, on the, the Texans on the road. They got the Jets again. I'm like, well, shit, if, they don't mess, if Miami and Buffalo mess around, they're going to let New England back in there. But what happened? They After the whip seven nothing, they lost. They lost. Yeah, I'm like, what, what is this? So, dude, again, <laughs> I'm not feeling bad for him. I can't stand the Patriots. I can't stand Bill Belichick. I like Cam Newton, though. I feel bad for him. I mean, he, that COVID, it's ever since he had a COVID episode, he's been fucked up ever since. So, Dude, I don't know what's wrong with Cam. It seems like every year he, he's dealing with something, right, with his body. The COVID messed him up because, remember, they, after the game against or the show won against Seattle on the road, Mm-hmm. It was after that when they had the COVID episode. They didn't play obviously against the Chiefs, um, you know, and, and and then he just he just started sucking after that. I mean, a good game here and there, but mm-hmm. he was not the same Cam that we saw the first three weeks of the season. No, and you have to wonder at this point, like like where does New England go from here? Because they don't obviously don't have a quarterback on this squad. They're no. devoid of offensive playmakers. Their defense is starting to suck a bit. Uh-huh. And they don't, still don't know what to do with Stephon Gilmore's contract situation. No. So if you're New England, uh-huh. do you get stuck in the eight and eight, seven, nine-ish purgatory where you can't, you're not guaranteed that the the, the, the top echelon, echelons of quarterbacks that you're looking to go that route, or mm-hmm. even any playmakers that work for damn, even though you, I guess outside of uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, you had the kid from BYU, you have that kid from uh, uh, Alabama, mm-hmm. you, you got have the kid from Florida. The kid from Florida, the trash kid from Florida. You mm-hmm. have that kid from North, well, North Dakota North State. State. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what six quarterbacks. So I guess it's just whoever they fell in love with the most, who's ever who's ever's available. Whoever's available, yeah. But still, I mean, where do you go from here if you're in New England? I mean, that's the that's the first thing in my opinion that you have to address is the quarterback spot, right? Right. Right. Well, uh, and and followed by uh, um, a, a couple of more talented players on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you got to look at it. A couple of players on the defensive side of the ball um, opted out this year because of COVID. You know, if they're capable of bringing Gilmore back, that'll that'll be a huge addition to that defense, as well as the players that that get <clears throat> back this year right. to play. Um, Harry, the receivers playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Harris, guys, I don't know what it is about Bill Belichick's offenses. You know, he, he doesn't necessarily have a bell cow running at any position on the offensive no, side of the ball, right? No. But he the has. Playmakers. Yeah, but they, they always get production out of these guys. Right. Burkhead, sometimes he'll have a good game. Mm-hmm. Harris, sometimes he'll have a good game. Yeah. White might have a good game. Excuse me. So you sure. get continue to get 17 games out of those three guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I guess you don't need to go ahead and get you a star there. 
they but they may want to go ahead and get them another deep threat um at the receiver spot or someone at the tight end spot to help out, especially if they decide to go to another direction with the tight end. Yeah. Well not the tight end but the um quarterback. But um yeah, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. We just have to sit back and wait and see. Yeah, I just again I don't feel sorry for them. <laughs> I'm laughing at them. I mean I they, they've been living in riches for well over twenty over twenty, over 20 years. years. Over twenty years. They've been Dude, they've been to nine Super Bowls yeah. in 20 years. That's almost a 50% clip, or 19 years. Nine Super Bowls in 19 years. That's, that's a almost a 50% clip. It's the management of riches. And that's, it's amazing in this year, in these, these, these years, the decades of parody, mm-hmm. that they were able to get to the Super Bowl a little less than 50% of the time. Yeah. That's 19 years. Yeah. And they we're not going to see that again. No. We're not going to see that again. We're not going to see that again. We're not going to see this run again. No. And, you know, that's a testament of greatness to them. Yeah. No, it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. <laughs> uh, moving right along to the NFC least, who's dear, dear, dear <laughs> to your heart as a Washington yeah. football team fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, they beat the your, – your boys beat the Bengals and prayers out to Joe Burrow. You know, I have thoughts on the Bengals in a minute on that because that's – that's heartbreaking. And yeah. um, the Eagles turned it to the Beagles again and losing to the Browns. Um, you know, the Giants, they were off this week. Mm-hmm. And God damn it, Minnesota, you had one job. You had one job. You had one fucking job. One to beat those damn Cowboys. Job. But you didn't. And now Cowboy Nation is full of, or just full of delirious morons that they are. They're back at it. They're back talking to trash. Your bills on their parade his shit around. I'm not happy. You're not happy. Most of America is not happy because those damn cowboys are still in the NFC lease running for the for the division crown. But here we are. So I, I was gonna say, just after all that being said, if yeah. you look at the schedules, that's a big win for Dallas because they have an easy route. They have a re- they easy road, right to the easy road. They get you guys on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get the Giants to get on the road. I think the Giants are starting to be sneaky good as far as, like, in the division, compared to in the division. Yeah. Um, they get the Eagles again, and they get the Ravens. That would be a loss. But still, the <laughs> point is, is that they, I think, have an easier road, even though I like the way your defensive line in Washington is constructed. Mm-hmm. I like that defense a lot. I like, I love Alex Smith falling again. I really love that. And, you know, God, 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 God bless him. And, but this should be a rule that whoever wins this wretched division, they should just, they should just be forced to stay on the sidelines and, and watch, watch the forfeit the game to the other team <laughs> or make them go on the road one. They deserve a team. This the team who's wins the division is probably gonna be winning only six games, and they're gonna get a home playoff game. Yeah, that's but just you know unbelievable. It, it actually, it might not be six. It might be seven. Um, and it, yeah. it, it, it almost might be eight. I'm, I, I hate to say this out loud. It might be eight. That's who has to go on the run. Yes, they do. <laughs> and the reason why I say this, yeah, is because, like you said, because of this win. Right. If this Dallas Cowboys team shows up for the rest of the season and they beat Washington, yeah, should lose to Baltimore. Baltimore right, should. Sure. 
John Baltimore, my God, I swear. I know. I don't pull for them often. Baltimore, what job? Take it home. Baltimore, and it's gonna be at your crib. Yes. They coming to MNT on Thursday night. Yeah. Baltimore, you got one job. Baltimore, and then the following week they go to Cincinnati with with Ryan Finley. They got the Niners. They might be able to beat the Niners. I don't know because I don't know what San Fran team is gonna be there. Then they got Philly. The way Philly look, who knows? And then their final game is in New York against the Giants. And as good as the Giants have looked, I know they look. Dallas, New York is a toss up. Yeah, that so, New York has been playing sneaky good on defense. They the have the season. So. And 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 Daniel Jones <laughs> has been like the team's leading rusher. I swear, yeah. if dudes don't play defense on that dude and make a tackle, but like I said. <laughs> they could beat Washington. Yeah. They could beat Cincinnati. They could beat Philly. Right. They that's three games. So that's three and seven right there, right? Mm -hmm. Or three and eight because they lose to Baltimore. Right. If they could somehow either beat the Giants or San Fran and get that fourth win, yeah. That's seven wins for the Cowboys. Yeah. I hate to say it out loud. Oh my God. Don't it's, say it. Don't speak it to existence. Don't not speak it into existence. Keep it quiet as kept. Hey. Don't speak it to the existence. But I'll, I'll say, say this. I'll say ahead. this, man. I'll say this. Sorry. That if, if Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, he's, he's a hell of an athlete, but I still have those shades of him stumbling and bumbling in the open field against the Eagles. <laughs> That's just wow. That's poor. That, that kid, wow. That, wow. Anyway. Yeah. So, so my thing is, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that my Washington <laughs> football team can come out and be competitive at least. Mm -hmm. Right. And, right. and I say that because all season long, they come out extremely dry in the first half. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they did it again against the Cincinnati Bengals this past Sunday being down 9-7. If it right. wasn't for their kicker missing those two field goals, who knows how bad that game could have been on Sunday. Right. But they come out, they play better in the second half. Mm -hmm. You have the unfortunate injury to Joe Burrow. Right. Oddly enough, it's uh, two years to the to to the day, uh, in which well, in uh, plus a couple of days, to right. the injury in which that Alex Smith experienced on the exact same field, mm -hmm. which is also scary. Right. Um, not as gruesome as the injury, but still nonetheless, it happens on that death field, as I like to call it. Yeah. Um, but at at that point, my thought was, oh wow, because I didn't get a chance to actually see the injury, and. Shout out to CBS for not replaying the injury the same way that everybody else replayed Alex Smith's gruesome injury. Yeah. I guess we might have learned a lesson there. Ah, you hope, yeah. But I, I digress. Mm -hmm. um, but when that injury happened with Joe Burrow, my thought was prayers to Joe. Yeah. But at this point, Washington should be able to win this game. Right. If they lose this game. They don't – hey, whatever happens at this point, if they lose this game is what happens – and, and, and moves need to be made, and they just need to go ahead and just develop the place that they got. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if they can somehow get uh, Alex to continue to be a manager, mm -hmm. he can't come out slinging the ball around. That's not his game. That's not his game. That's not his game anymore. He can play he that game. never has been his game. It hasn't been. Yeah. He can play that game. Yeah. But that's not to the to – the, that's more so to the detriment of the team than it is than anything else. So right. they can continue to get Antonio Gibson the ball as good as he's looked so far in the past couple of weeks. And, and matter of fact, that entire running um, unit has been looking good with um, with Barber mm -hmm. and um, McKenzie and, and 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 led by Gibson. 
if they can continue to do that, mm-hmm. and, and this defense is looking good, that's the, I think that's the, the well, that's not, that's not I think I know that was the issue. The issue last week with with Dallas and Minnesota was that Minnesota was incapable of stopping Dallas. If that front four of Washington can get to um, what's his name? I'm looking, to Andy Dalton, yeah. like they did in, in the first time they played. Yeah. They abused Andy Dalton. They abused the hell out of him. They did. So they if they can do it again. They can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the call DSS and it's going to get Washington that dub. But yeah. the thing is, once again, they have uh, players at the skill set, the skill positions. They showed it last week. I'm just trying to make sure that they don't ruin my Thanksgiving dinner by showing it again um, at 4 p.m. But you know what? Going back to Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to write a piece on my sports blog. By the way, which is the clowntimes.net, clowntimes.net, okay. Um, You know, I, I, it seems that the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. they continuously fail the star quarterbacks. I mean, they hadn't had a good st- real starter. I mean, I, I, look, Carson Palmer was great. Mm-hmm. He could have been great her. But he, he was great in, for what he had in, in Cincinnati, along with Ocho Cinco and TJ Hujamama and, 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 and the rest of the squad. But Joe Burrow's franchise. If you draft the franchise quarterback, the first thing you got to do is to get some dogs on the offensive line. Exactly. And they did not do it. They did not address the offensive line until the sixth damn round. What are you doing? They spent all of their free agency money on the defensive side of the ball, which is nice, but you gotta have people to protect you him. You gotta protect your franchise. You gotta protect dude. the franchise quarterback. You have a wealth of skilled players. Joe Mixon, AJ Green, albeit he's he's dinged up. Tyler Boyd is a stud. I love this T. Higgins kid from Clemson that they got in the second round. Mm-hmm. You gotta protect your, your, your star quarterback. You have to, have which to. also helps the running game. Which, by the way, is what's to Joe Mixon's detriment, as he's on IR now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking to my frat brothers here, man, it's it's on on like on group chat. I mean, it's, it never ends. And <laughs> these people here in Cincinnati, I mean, I bag on them, you know, being a Steelers fan and all, but they deserve a whole hell of a lot better than the Brown family. I mean, they don't. This a typical, the true mom and pop, like. Organization. It's a, it's a true mom, mom and pop uh, uh, get-up. Mm-hmm. That's the sole income. They don't have a scouting department. They made the assistant coaches scout. You heard me right. They do not have a scouting department. They're the only NFL team to not have a scouting department. They don't even have – you know what else they don't have? They don't have an indoor facility. They practice outside, outside of I-75, I-71, the Bridge Bridge Bridge, by Northern Kentucky, they practice outside, and this and you know how shitty this weather is in Ohio. They practice outside, no indoor facility, freezing their asses off, getting wet, <laughs> and they wonder why they hadn't won shit since the 80s. <laughs> they wonder why they hadn't won a playoff game since 1991, if I'm not mistaken. They wonder why the, the, the fans... <laughs> Sometimes show up about a garbage bags in their heads, <laughs> allow like sell, sell their tickets to the opposing team to the homeboys and homegirls who are fans of the said opposing team that they're playing, allow the Browns and the Steelers fans 
to infiltrate the city every time they play home games here. That's the only reason why they sell out those games, by the way. And their home games, particularly for the Browns and Steelers, especially for the Steelers. Their home, we joke that the Steelers get two home games per year. Yeah. When they play the Bengals twice. Yeah. You know in Pittsburgh, and here in Cincinnati. I've seen it. I've been to enough Steelers and Bengals games here in Cincinnati to know that it's a bona fide home game for my team. <laughs> it's, it's just sad. And especially, when, and, and plus, if you have teams from up like the Cowboys, I think, mm-hmm. they're, I think they're coming here this, this, this year. Um, and even though, look, yes. I know that the crowd, they restricted the crowd size. I get it. But in most years, I guarantee you, it would, be a, it would be a Cowboys home game. As big as Cowboys Nation is, how they travel. Mm-hmm. And they're here in Ohio, too. They would, they would sell out the game. When Green Bay came here a few years ago, I bet. It was a home crowd. It was a home game for the, for, for the Packers. Yeah. It wasn't even close. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I, it, I just feel bad for the Bengals fans here. I feel bad for Hootay Nation. A lot of good people. A lot yeah. of great people. They just want more. They deserve more. The Brown family ain't going to give it to them. I don't know what to tell them. They don't know what to tell me because they've been dealing with this bullshit for over 30 years. So I don't know. Ever since the great Paul Brown passed, God rest his soul, I don't know. I, I do not know. But, yeah, it's, it's, Bingo's Nation is down. The, <laughs> as if they couldn't even be more fed up with the Brown family. But, anyway, you know what that's the funny just my thing spill. Is? I just, I just don't know with the Brown family. I feel bad for Joe Burrow. I'm praying for him. I hope yeah. he comes back well. But he's finding out the same thing. What happened with Carson Palmer? Yeah. You know, Carson Palmer just said, "Fuck it, I want out of here." Mm-hmm. But hopefully, it doesn't get to this point with this kid. He seems to be a very good kid. He seems to work hard. He's big on the social justice. He's, he's unafraid to speak on social justice issues. He led a march from Paul Bar Stadium to the under, National Underground Railroad Center, Freedom Center. And he spoke, he's one of the people who spoke the longest, and he led it. I love the kid. He's a good young man. He just deserves a lot better. I hope they do better by him. Yeah. Because this is not fair. This is not right. It's bullshit. And if the Bengals fuck this up, why bother? Why why even bother at this point? It's very interesting that you say that, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to go ahead and take the Brown family, and replace it with Daniel Snyder. <laughs> I'm saying, you're, dude, you're saying the exact same thing. Two, that two Washington, messed up fan bases. Right it's, the, it's, the, it's the exact same story. It's like, uh, dude, I uh, know this story. I've heard uh, this story. I've heard the fans here say the exact same thing. And all you have to do is just switch names and, and, and switch parties. It's same thing with the outdoor facility, with the indoor facility. We didn't get one until a couple of seasons ago. So, wow, yeah. I know that. It, yeah, it's, it's the exact same story, dude. The exact same story. The organization ain't been right since the old owner died. All of that, we ain't won a playoff game since. All of that is the exact same <laughs> story. That's why it's so funny. And when they were talking about these two teams leaning up to play one another on Sunday, and what they decided to do, one of the local stations here, they uh, played a clip from local stations where you are um, talking about the, uh, the game. And the, 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 the morning show host there 
was talking about the, 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 the Washington football team the same way that we talked about the Bengals. Like, yo, if we can't beat them, I don't know. I'm like, yo, that's the same thing we say about y'all. <laughs> this is hilarious <laughs> because we're both that bad. But, um, you know, it, 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 it almost became um, – it almost became a situation, especially when the game started off in the first half, the way that the offense was moving the ball that just couldn't finish within the red zone. And the way that the defense was was doing a lot of bending, they just didn't break by allowing them to score a lot of touchdowns. But, yeah, yeah I, you're right. They have to protect their franchise. They have to. The thing is, is whether or not the front office realizes that before it becomes too late. By front office, you have to be in the ownership because they don't have a GM. Yeah. Yeah. The GM is Mike Brown himself. He's See, always, he's interested in getting paid. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't want to hire a GM. Yeah. He lets his assistant coaches and his head coach scout. Yeah. So they have to do two to three jobs. No, no indoor facility. That's who they are, man. Dude, all of that sounds familiar. <laughs> all of that sounds familiar. I mean, for there were a couple of years where we didn't have a GM. Oh. Actually, several years. The the the, the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make this a bad teams podcast. <laughs> so That's the depressing there. podcast now. I think I'm with depressing tone. Oh, just, just, just <laughs> talk about depressing situations. Oh, depressing Jesus Christ! Sports. But yeah, yeah that's exact. It's the same story. The exact same. Do all around the world the same song. I feel like same song. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum. Yeah, I just looking at the Buccaneers Rams game. Tom Brady threw a horrible pick. Uh, wow. Anyway, the game's tied at seventeen. By the way, um, so let's get to one last thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I got I got one more antidote um, okay. about the Redskins. Uh, well, I call them Redskins, but anyway, when I was dating my wife, she was a White House fellow under the Bush administration, second okay. Bush administration. They had a win to bring them to three and six. Why am I bringing this up? Well, you mentioned the the talk shows here, the clips of the talk shows here, how fans and the talk show hosts are so down on the team, and rightfully so, by the way. Mm-hmm. One of the play-by-play folks, I was it one of the play-by-play folks for your team, was it a, a sports uh, show, talk show host, right after the game, said, could we think about – and that's when the NFC is kind of wolf for them, but not as wolf as it is now. Yeah. Um, and he said, could it be an outside shot of a, maybe a playoffs? And so do you know how many angry phone callers flooded his line? They're like, dude, get out of here. They were like chewing him out on the air. They're like, man, <laughs> they let into his team. I want to say, was it was – it, was it, I guess what 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 was it doing the was it the first year? No, it wasn't the first year of the Bob Griffin experience. They made the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a couple years before that, I think. But anyway, the point is, is is that I feel your pain. I think your your sports media feels this town's pain when it comes to this type of stuff. And it's just it's just comically bad. And I it just, is. It's comically it, bad. But what makes it worse though is the fact that People of my age and older mm-hmm. has experienced success, right? That's correct. We've seen this organization win. Yes. We've seen them at their height. We mm-hmm. know what this city gets like. <clears throat> this team wins. It's it's this team and absolutely nothing else. And it's right. gotten to a point that this franchise has been running to the ground so deeply that 
Oddly enough, now this team is an afterthought. It is a super afterthought. The only thing that's worse than the Washington football team now as an afterthought is the Washington Wizards. Yep. And it's, it's, it's funny that that is the case now. Two teams of prideful history with, with great history. Super prideful history. Yeah. It was a point in time up until what? Two, 20, what? 28? When did the, the, the Nationals win the, ti- the title? It was last season. Not this yeah, past season, season. But, the, but the season like yeah, 2019. The season prior, 2019. 2019. Yeah, so yeah, it was like up until 2018 when the when the Washington Mystics won it. Well, if you want to count the um the Washington Dallas the, the the arena football team who was like two and eleven and, and still won the. But title. didn't but didn't the um the Capitals win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, the Capitals won the cup in 2018, right? 2018, the same yeah. year as the Mystics. Okay, right, right. So yeah, up until 2018, those were the only two organizations here that had a world championship in professional sports. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, you know, everyone was talking about them, but, you know, over the past 20 years, there's been no, no hope for the, those two organizations. So the fan base just started floating towards the shinier objects because they were the ones at least competing for a chance for, for a world championship, and it all came into fruition. So yeah, the, yeah, those two teams are now afterthought. There are people who still love those teams. It's just unfortunate because they don't get the same shine as the other teams here. And that's right. because they don't win. They and suck. Once again, you're <laughs> no one cares about yeah. you, you suck. Um, we'll get you out here on this, man. I know my steals are 10 and 0. Yeah. But damn it, those Chiefs, man. That the last night's game. Then the thing is, the saddest part is the, the Raiders. Probably played the best game all year. They played a flawless game, just about. And that. they still wasn't good enough to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So it was lets you know the Chiefs are sitting at nine and one. Avengers of their early loss to to the to the Raiders. Yeah, they didn't get the blown out like I thought they would, and get revenge on them like that for doing victory laps around Arrowhead. <laughs> but which I think is still hilarious. By the way, I love robberies like this. I love it. But at the same time, man. I think this is why being that the Chiefs took a team that's that knows them well and mm-hmm. just beat the Maryland this year, took their best shot, took their I mean again, it's the best game Oakland is, I mean, I'll keep calling Oakland. The Las Vegas played, and they still weren't good enough. Yeah. They still allowed the last second touch last few second touchdown, late second touchdown. Let you know that the, the team to beat in the NFL is still the Kansas City Chiefs. Until further notice. And that's just this. That's just the way it is. I mean, sure, aside from my Steelers, who do you really have? Because in the NFC, I guess the the the, the, the Saints, but they're led by Taysom Hill, or as Nick Wright from First Things First calls him, Taysom Tebow. Wow. Uh, Jason Tebow. <laughs> Taysom Tebow, rather. Um, Michael Urban calls him Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yes. I thought that was hilarious. That was funny. Go, go, gadget <laughs> arm and legs. He can move. Because um, yeah, he's, he's nothing but. A, well, he refers to him as a, a gadget quarterback. So that's why he calls him. A, you know, he gadget. is. You no, know, he is. He's a white Cordell Stewart. Wow. He's a white Cordell Stewart. That's maybe exactly not as fast, but yeah. He, yeah. He's a white Cordell Stewart. That's that's what he is. No disrespect to Cordell Stewart. He he was he he, no. he was in scrub. I'm just calling for what it is. He was yeah. He was flash. This guy is a gadget guy. He slash. He can but, run. He can pass. Cordell developed and became. He the can play with starter and was was highly competitive as right. a starting QB. And he was. And and my guess is that that's what Sean Payton is looking to do, which yeah. is why 
I don't begrudge him for starting Taysom this week because right. what better time, right? Because you've got the Atlanta Falcons coming in town, right? Right. You should be able to beat the Falcons. If you can't beat the Falcons, okay, we go ahead. We sit you down. We put in Wentz, uh, the Jameis. And mm-hmm. then we go ahead. We go to Sizzler afterwards. Right. But <laughs> they were capable of, of beating them with, with, uh, with, with Taysom. And now it's the time to go ahead and develop Taysom. If Taysom is going to be the future of this organization, now is the time to figure it out. Right. Now is the time to do it. Why not? As well. They signed him to a two-year contract, I think, in the offseason. Yeah, and I mean so, they're eight and two. They're, they're yeah. leading the conference. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. That's the top seed in the conference right now. The plus. Yeah, the and, and the they, they, can, they can somehow hold on, maybe take a, a loss or two, uh, until um, Drew comes back. Mm-hmm. They should be fine. At, at worst, a three seed. At worst. Yeah, and could you imagine if they allowed home crowds if, they, if we weren't in COVID right now? And they allowed the, them, well, but you know what? You've still seen New Orleans lose in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on with them. But yeah. I just think that, again, I think if I had to rank the teams, I still think Kansas City is the top dog. Yeah. Followed by Pittsburgh, followed by New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And you could just throw everyone else in the – you could throw everyone else against the wall. Yeah, it's, it's all about oh, taste. Because it's, yeah, it's all a matter of taste based upon what they yeah. did that week. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I haven't done my rankings for this week yet. I haven't either. I'll do, I'll do them in the morning. Right. But um, I don't know. I still have Pittsburgh over Kansas City because of the fact that they're undefeated right now. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and like right now, I know how to beat Kansas City. And the thing is, the thing is, you know, can 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 well one can you do it, and two right. can you hold on. Well, right. one, can you hold on to do it? That's that's the thing. If you're capable of scoring at least 30 points in the Kansas City Chiefs, it becomes very competitive, and it gives you a chance to beat them. The, the Panthers scored 31 against them. That's if true. not for that, that, that last penalty to knock them back, they might have beaten them with a long field goal. And then we see the situation with the Raiders that were up 31, mm-hmm. when, when they were up big with a lot of minutes yeah. to go. And, mm-hmm. and all they had to do was hold on, but their defense wasn't strong enough. The Steelers' defense might be a little bit stronger than the, than, the, than, the, than the Raiders. The thing is, though, will they be able to put up at least 31 against the Chiefs? That's a conundrum. They just need to run the ball. We need to run the ball against them and do play action. We have talented receivers. Yeah. Chase Claypool, for rookie of the year, mm-hmm. I'm calling it. Uh, maybe he won't beat out Justin Herbert, but still. The point is, is that um, he's, he's been playing well. But the point is, balling, yeah. is that, you know, we're talented with skill positions enough, especially the wide receiver position, and the tight end with Eric Ebron as well. We just yeah. the defense needs to show up. Mm-hmm. If we can get pressure on Mahomes, if I have him to send the house, we'll have a chance. I, I still think it's Kansas City, us, and New Orleans, and everybody else. I mean, it's it, quite it really a, is a coin toss, and, and 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 everyone has a legitimate argument when you're debating Pittsburgh, Kansas City in this situation. You really do. Yeah. All right, man. I think that's a wrap. We did another Zoom, another video podcast in the books. It's going well. I think I like this video thing. Uh, thank you, my man, for 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 joining us, with, uh, for for doing this with me. And please, before we sign off, please check my man out, the Wayne Nash, out on Sleazy Sports every Tuesday now on Facebook Live. The Yard slash HBCU Sports wraps about all things HBCU Sports as well as his contributions. To sleep to uh, I'm sorry to heroesports.com. We rest about all things FCS sports pertaining to HBCUs, and also don't forget the merch. <laughs> all right, got the hat, got the t shirt last week, got the hat today. Uh, go to cafe sports, 
cafepress.com backslash the clown time sports. Again, it's clown spelled with K, all one word, no dashes, no hyphens, no underscores. And check out my sports blog, The Clown Times, at www.theclowntimes.net. Facebook as well. Just look for us there. You'll find us. Thank y'all for tuning in again and have a happy Thanksgiving. But if you don't want to travel, please wear a mask, wash your hands, stay your ass at home, be safe. Peace out, y'all. Be safe, everybody, please. Yes.